evening after the night before. Yeah. So we're recording live from Newcastle this week. Um, at, at 20 past eight in the morning. 20 past eight on a Sunday morning. And uh, what, what are we drinking? Coffee. Tea. Tea. Yeah, well, it's uh, that's probably maybe next week's poll. Tea or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's about all I can muster after last night. Um, yes, we're, we're here in Newcastle because uh, we're, we're here literally the morning after the Crimbo Crawl, um, which was an epic day of pub crawling around Newcastle. It was excellent. Um, any particular standout highlights? Uh, the first two places, Wylam and the Free Trading. Yeah. The uh, Wylam, just because it's a spectacular building in, a, yeah. in, in the middle of the park, and so the, the space has been used so well. And um, the Free Trade Inn, which if you look at the Free Trade Inn without taking a look behind you, is just a corner, pub and corner. Yeah. Turn around and you've got a spectacular view of Newcastle overlooking it with the time in the, the middle. The most amazing views of Newcastle from that part. Yeah. 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 Um, and I should probably say as well, we've got a guest with us this week. So Clayton at Clayfish, welcome to the uh, well-oiled machine, yes. as you called it, uh, <laughs> before we started recording. G'day all. <laughs> um, so particular highlights for you, Clayton, from, um, from yesterday? Pretty much everything before it got blurry. <laughs> <laughs> so before four o'clock. Yeah, yeah which was yeah, which was roughly anything before five o'clock. Was <laughs> yeah. uh, from there on in, we were maybe struggling. No, I must say the um, yeah, the Wylam Brewery location, the tour, the tasting, um, the free trade, and just getting about in Newcastle for the first time. Yeah, I've I've got I've got to agree uh, with both what you said that the, the Wylam. Um, the start of the day at Wine and Brewery was just absolutely stunning. Um, visually, just an incredible building. Um, and the way they've kind of built the brewery to fit the building as, as well. And they've got this wonderful event space there also. Um, and just the hospitality that was shown as well. So firstly, massive thanks to, to Miles and Gary for sorting out the Crimbo Crawl this yeah, year. Yeah, second that. Um, but also massive thanks to, to Dave from Wylam who took us round, showed us around the brewery and, and gave us a little personal tasting as well of, of four of their beers. Which yeah. Was yeah, no, and you know, it's, um, you know, you say it put me in mind of um, a, a slightly smaller, more compact version of Stone in Berlin. Okay. With this, the use of the space. Yeah. Although what I would say Wylam has is a spectacularly better view because we're Stone Berlin was an old gas work, so they weren't really worried about the view. Mm. But with this one being in the middle of the exhibition park, it's a little way out of town. It uh, is. So, so if you come into Newcastle, I would suggest that's where you start. Taxi from the station straight yeah. there, and and then then work your way back. Um, yeah. We didn't try the food, but it looked good. It did. I mean, charcuterie and cheese balls were really, really nice. What I saw going past me was eminently eatable, <laughs> and warm as as well. A massive roaring log fire in the it did that main bar area. It's like a furnace. <laughs> Which, which had us all removing our jumpers rapidly <laughs> the minute we, we walked in there. So, so yeah, great time in Newcastle. Um, any standout beers that, that you were able to remember the so soon after? El Masti Imperial Stout that we had at the Free Trading yeah. Yeah. was very much a standout beer. Probably one of the last ones that I actually remember. <laughs> oh, the 11% might have had hand yeah. in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was only stop two, wasn't it? <laughs> that was only stop two, yeah. As well, yeah. I remember there being a what tasted like a fresher than fresh axe edge 
at, at some point towards the end of the evening. Oh, the, uh, it was after Beckers, wasn't it? Yeah. Hold on a sec. I did actually write all this down. This In uh, BRX. That was on. Where they're playing some Thompson Twins. Yeah, which we then decided we wanted to do an 80s thing. We? Do you mean you? Steve? I decided I needed <laughs> 80s music. So then we randomly went to some Belgian bar. Which did put on 80s music. Um, I decided to explain to them what 80s music was. Yeah, because we, then we basically demanded that they played <laughs> 80s music and that was the only reason they got us to stay. Yeah. Was because, yeah. Um, but no, great great evening. Uh, really enjoyed having a beer around Newcastle. And again, massive thanks to, to Miles and Gary for sorting that out. So... Um, Start off with a little bit of news this week. Um, I'm not going to go too overboard because uh, the focus of the show is going to be very much around the second part of our trilogy of, of Golden Pints for, for this year. So, uh, some quick news um, that landed last week uh, Goose Island are going to be rolling out some brew pubs um, starting in Ballam in South, South something London, South London ish. Um, doing really well here. <laughs> this morning can't tell this is the morning after no not at all so uh, it's, it's going to open in, in 2017 um, news broke about that last week and quite a few people got their underwear and a bit of a twist over it um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing uh, I presume this is for their stepping stones they yeah. did the Goose Island route they did the uh, Bourbon County Snap rollout they've obviously been thinking about it and they've always done a lot of their stuff exclusively through Captain Craft so this is just a next logical step I guess for them I, th- I think thinking back they actually told us this when we recorded didn't they yes but we, weren't, we, 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 we had to take it out yeah we, we, we were asked to remove it so just because they didn't have the um, I think there was a couple of couple, uh, couple of weeks delay wasn't there so yeah. it wasn't, yeah. they wouldn't be ready to put the news out um, and just the other bit of news this week uh, Brewdog announced their home Brewdog winner um, which is a fellow called Don- Tom Doyle who's from Dublin and he's brewed a 7%, 7% beer called Tropic <laughs> <laughs> Words today are just really, really difficult, honestly. Um, it's, uh, a, it's a 7% stout that he's brewed. Um, so Brewdog now putting that into production uh, across their bars, I, I believe. That must look quite good, though, when you've won that sort of competition and you go into a Brewdog bar and see your beer there. Yeah, I suppose it's similar to the... Uh, the, the one that Thornbridge do with Waitrose yeah. that, that must be a, a great moment to walk into Waitrose yeah. and see your beer on the shelf yeah so that's, it's a good prize yeah good prize and, and some of the winners have gone on to bigger and better things yes thank you our friend Andy Parker yes yeah, yeah. Um, a, a lot of a, a, a lot of people that have won homebrew competitions yeah I mean like you say look at Andy he's now full time professional brewer it's probably the proof they need isn't it that's the thing it's it's Affirmation and confirmation yeah. that you're, you're actually pretty good at this shit. Other people like my beard too. Yeah, yeah. People, actually, people are willing to pay for it. There you go, job done. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, should we get on to the first part of the, the, the show this week, which is um, the opinions poll, which was about train beers? Yeah. Opinions, 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 opinions. Um, so last week we asked um, train beers where's the best place to get them Um, 184 votes this week Uh, 48% of people going for M&S 41% of people uh, are bringing them from home 
eight percent of people still voting for the this is a random category tick here. Um, so they're, they're now just doing it to annoy you. I know. Oh, so eight percent of people voted for what's a train beer, and then three percent went for specials on train, which I'm not surprised about because most specials on trains that I've tried are pretty bad. The I'll leave it off for a second because that'll be part okay. of things I want to say. Um, so, and I know, obviously, we are large advocates of the train beer. Yeah. We certainly were yesterday. There were we, train beers consumed on the way up here. We, we enjoyed a few. Um, what What are your guys' thoughts on, on this? Um, well, uh, do you want to have a, a pop first, Kay? Oh, thank you. As guest? Yeah. Well... I'm at a disadvantage. You guys have got screeds of sheets of paper. <laughs> I've got a cup of tea. Tell everybody. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you can edit this. That this out. is supposed to just. <laughs> it sounds like it's natural. <laughs> right. Not inviting him again. No. Yeah. I'm a bad guest. Put him on black. <laughs> no, um, well, mainly, M&S was probably what I voted for, unless I voted for the third category just to uh, wind up Steve. Um, I actually still think you voted for Bring From Home. Didn't you? No. Uh, Actually, I've got your exact comment here. Comment, yeah. um, if unplanned train beers, then, then, then oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so what Clayfish said, Yeah. if well, unplanned train beers, then M&S, <laughs> otherwise bring from home, usually for longer journeys, i.e. on the way to Crimbo Crawl. Okay, so, so did you bring yours home? Bring yours from home yesterday? Yes. Yeah, I um, brought them from home because I knew what I'd be having. And... Um, I knew that they would be there. There's no last minute rush to try and get something. Um, the train beers I get at M&S are usually more impromptu. The end of a night out, hard day at work. M&S is at Liverpool Street in several locations. And um, you can just pop in, pick one up, get a tinny on the way home. Um, but yeah, if I'm going further afield, I'll usually bring from home because then I'm... Um, Perfectly aware of my selection and, and what it's going to do for me. I think I think that's a, a lot of people were leaning um, towards that. I'm fairly much yeah. with Clay on that one. That's what I would do if I if I knew I was going to be at like the Crimbo Crawl or when we went up to <coughs> Leeds and uh, Leeds, Birmingham, Indy Man, yeah. Then you know you're going to be on the train for at least two hours. <coughs> try to remember to bring beers with me. Yeah, probably I probably won't go for the massively challenging beers. No, and I think I think again yesterday we we, we probably all saw that, didn't we? In, in terms of the beers that we were drinking, were fairly easy beers. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing a, a tasting session, so to speak. It's more <laughs> well, to well, we did have these grand grand plans of, of recording this podcast on the train yesterday, didn't we? we? Did. But we realised very quickly that the, the that just wasn't going to happen it wasn't because work very well. largely because somebody was taking over all the table with their bags. There <laughs> um, wasn't much foot room either, was there? No, and there was hardly any leg room as well. <laughs> So it was a, uh, it was quite difficult. I think, I think mostly because we were probably worried that everybody would be looking at us, going, "What the fuck are these idiots?" Yeah, we would all sound like we were on a mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I think let's let, have a look at some of the views from from some of the the people who got involved last week. So the Owl Trail, Gary from the Owl Trail. If if travelling from London back up north, I always try to pop into Sourced Market in he St get, Pancras. He gets paid too much. It's it's yeah, but if that's kind of your, I suppose. If you're going through there, mind you, there is an M&S in. Oh, yeah, the M&S, to be fair to Gary, the M&S at St Pancras doesn't have a great range from no, the fridge. No, no. I, I always like to pop my head into Sourced and see what, what's going on. And they've, just they've recently fine. expanded just it yeah, now, just haven't they? Pricey. Yeah, they've, they've got taps and everything there now. Yeah. So, uh, Luke McGlynn, um, M&S, exclamation mark. 
Uh, why spend tons on beer on trains when beers for trains, beers can be cheap? I, that's not me struggling with my words again. That's exactly what Luke wrote. To be fair, he did say, hope you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of love for, for, for M&S. So Janice Dunn uh, at Mrs. Beer Snob, Mark at Million Bevs, and David Turner at the Beer Bits, all speaking about getting beers from M&S. Um, more for convenience and, and probably range as well. Um, James at Gammon Baron, home, drinking perfectly chilled beer since 2012. No bottle opener required, which is, which is an interesting thing yeah. um, has the onset of canned beer made train beers more accessible definitely yeah definitely my preferred option for M&S for the impromptu beer would have been their version of Citra yeah but downside of that was it's a bottle and while I'd normally have a bottle in the summer in my person it's not guaranteed and it was a pint yeah but now that with their range of cans and they've got a really good range of cans yes, there. Even in the railway stations. Yeah. Especially in the railway stations. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I think I think the cans have helped and they're more portable, as we've as we've they mentioned are. plenty of times before. They're just much easier. Yeah. You're not weighing yourself down, they fit into bags easier. Yeah. Cool bag would hold between four and six. There's no um, bother with uh, having to pour it into a glass if it's a bottle conditioned beer. It's a good shout. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. And you're not guaranteed a table unless you've booked one on a. But then that comes back to the longer journey thing of bringing things from home. Yeah. Yeah, if you know you're on a longer journey, you, you generally, I mean, I, if travelling quite a lot on trains up and down the country, I always book a table. Um, just because I like, normally like to have a little bit of space at the table. Um, and I find being stuck in a chair quite restrictive. We're never travelling with Steve again. <laughs> having a kid there <laughs> um, just the, the, the final comment was from uh, Nate Southwood uh, Nate Dog um, surely wherever is convenient really so and, and that's a good shout as well because I've been there's been a few times when I've certainly been in Leeds where I've actually gone to, to Little Leeds Beer House and I've bought something from in there or I've got my little flag and filled up in there and I've, I've taken that on the train with me as, as well so um, it's nice to be in places where you've got options yeah yeah and again you know if it was a if it was Waitrose instead of a, I mean I bought a drink from Little Waitrose at King's Cross yesterday because I couldn't see an M&S so M&S at Liverpool Street just because it works yeah or if you go for Chelmsford there's one there as well right beside the station yeah so yeah the, the convenient comment would, would work as well I'm not going to walk far I've got to say I love going into M&S these days and seeing Northern Monk's New World IPA on, on the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost become the one that I search out now. As a going home beer. Yeah. That's, that's become my go-to. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably be the full pure session IPA. But again, it's the similar sort of thing. I know exactly what I'm going to get. It's always consistent. Something you nice guys, and easy. You guys yeah. are going for that. Again, you're not, you're not going to sit there writing copious rate beer trade, you know, tasting notes on it on the train, are you? No, that's true. Um, that, which probably gives us quite a nice um, segue into... Um, the next part of, of the Golden Pints because um, we obviously did our first part last week where we were looking at our beers of the year um, and this week we're going to look at a few more categories uh, and we've actually introduced a new category we have uh, which is Train Beer of the Year which um, kind of fits nicely into the discussion that we've, we've just had so um, do you want to go first yeah. on, on well, yours? I think, you know, I've given a bit of a hint what, I've got probably two uh, one is the Session IPA because almost without fail, MS at the train station seem to have that one. 
Um, so easy to pick up. I like four pure beers. But what I would say is that in answer to the other that's train specials. Don't often see train specials, but our intercity trains from Liverpool Street to Norwich, stopping at Colchester, has a little bar and Adam's Ghost Ship. And as that was uh, my cask beer of the year as well, yeah, it does come out pretty nicely out of cans. And for a period of time, they were doing two for a fiver. That's everyone's winning there, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and I never needed two. Yeah, but I always bought two and they were two for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So I wake up in the morning and find there's a can in the fridge. Yeah, oh, there was two for a fiver yesterday. Then obviously. So, on the train, if I do get on an in-city train and I'm confident about the bar, then I probably won't pick up a beer. I'll just get a ghost ship from the bar. Yeah. Just, just in terms of you saying about trains on trains on beers, beers on trains. <laughs> uh, I, I, I tell you what, I'm not editing it this this week. I, I want people to hear this in its rawest form. This is this is the state that I'm in after I've, I've been out for a night. Um, the. The trains, uh, the Virgin trains, the one on the East Coast line has uh, a beer that's produced for them by Rudgate called Hop On Board, um, which is a fairly standard English bitter. But on their West Coast line, um, it's Red Willow produced the, the, the beer for Virgin trains, and that is an absolute stunner. Um, I can't, it, its name escapes me now, um, but. The fact that it's produced by Red Willow is great because it means a virgin are approaching what's still a relatively small brewery. Yeah. Um, Give them good exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was your train beer of the year? Was it Ghost Ship? I'm, I'm probably going to go <coughs> with Ghost Ship because I, it was quite a good fun evening when you, me and Harpine Jet were standing at the bar drinking it. That was, a, that was after the night that we cleaned spoons out of resin first, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> but yes, that was the same <laughs> evening. <laughs> Uh, was that after the podcast that we recorded, or had we been somewhere? I think we'd been somewhere. When we, I don't think it was after the podcast. No, it wasn't, was it? Because we did the podcast in Brudel, because there were yeah. problems on the trains. So we yeah. were just lucky, we were just happy to get back on the train again. Okay. But we had been somewhere. Yeah. It escapes me where, though, at the moment, which isn't a shock. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back to us. Um, Clayton, train beer of the year. I just said it before, uh, Northern Monk, New World IPA. Does yeah. the job for me. It's a good shout. It's a very good shout. And the fact that Northern Monk have got their beers in M&S now as well. In quite a short space of time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's tasty. It's convenient. And, and most of all, it's in a lovely little green can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as we all know, green cans are the best. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Clayton, actually, on, on, on this one. And I'm going to have to agree, it's New World IPA for me. Um, it's, a, it's a beer that if I see it in the fridge in, in M&S, I'll, I'll grab. Um, if not, and probably an honourable mention here, would go to the M&S own um, Mosaic Parallel, oh, which is yeah. produced for them yeah. by Adnams. It yeah. uh, comes in nice 40ml can, so it's a little bit bigger as well um, for those slightly longer journeys or, or when you know there's going to be a delay. Um, you can have a bit more of a beer, so. But I, I think, on the whole, the availability of, of, of beers in in supermarkets, particularly chain beers, now is is just you know leaps in, in front of the, where it was last year. The little waitress guy popped in to get some food yesterday. Had an excellent range of beers for this very small shop. Yeah. Both refrigerated and just on the shelves. I mean. Uh, I could have picked up a bottle of the Fuller's 2016 Vintage Ale. And that, would been, that would have been a good That would have been a hell of a train beer. <laughs> that would have been like snobbery to the next level. Yeah, exactly. It? You could have gone sat in first class on your yeah. own with that. I almost said the C word there for a minute. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, okay, so while we're talking supermarkets then, let's let's go on to our next category, which is uh, supermarket of the year. Oh, is there going to be any surprises here, I wonder? I, I, I'm <laughs> guessing not, not how we've all just been yeah. speaking. m and Yeah. It starts with an M, ends with an S, and it's got an M percent. Okay, so uh, let's not go on about that no, one too much. I think we've, we've given... We've already explained, yeah, so, yeah. so M&S. I think just their ever-expanding range, um, for me, is, is, is what does it. And also the, the fact that um, they seem to be embracing working with local breweries as well to, to get their beers yeah. in, into their yeah, shops, which is, which is great. I was going to say that I, I popped in at my lunchtime this week just to pick up like a couple of tinnies for the uh, journey. And... Such as their range, I walked out twenty-eight quid lighter. Expensive train journey, almost the price of the train ticket. Yeah, yeah. goodness. Like, yeah, the four cans kind of expanded. I suppose if you go to one of the bigger, you know, the full range in the supermarket, you know, we focus very much on the train station shops. Yeah, but the full range at the suit, the pro- big supermarkets, is fantastic. Yeah, it is. If you, especially if you find one of those big uh, food, the, the MS yeah. food shops. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got to start doing baskets and put trolleys in because the arms get really sore. Yeah, I suppose we could just buy less. Don't even suggest that. <laughs> um, so M and S, they're taking supermarket of the year. Um, next one uh, we're going to look at is a branding pump clip or label. Um, so kind of lumping all three of these into in, into one. Um, Clayton, well, Any, um, tried and tested formula. Uh, Magic Rock and Beaver Town are still doing it for me, but. Um, we're really used to their core range, but what they've put out on their specials is just taking it. I mean, those taking it to a new level. But the uh, the new tall cans from Magic Rocket has just given them some real estate that they're really, really using. Yeah. And the Hypnotist and Waniac are, are just um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting actually because when I when I popped to Magic Rock tap room uh, last week, it's expanded. It's that they seem to be putting bits on every part of the brewery at the moment, and so you can see where they're growing. And they've now got two massive FVs outside as well, where where they're storing a lot of their beers. So One of them wasn't Cannonball, was it? Steve? <laughs> it didn't don't lie underneath <laughs> a very large I, I, FV with green on it. No, I had, to, I had to be pulled off the side by the security. I was trying to get in the top. It's going to work my way down. Drowned. And yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I've, I've got to agree with what what you say there. Um, my, I mean, my my, I was going to go for Magic Rock again. Um, I think that's probably the third year in the row now that I've gone for Magic Rock's branding. But the thing that did it for me was that kind of new branding that they put on those big cans. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's kind of just taken their branding to a new level in in terms of of what they can produce. And obviously now they've got more space on the cans, they can produce more of it's their bigger and bolder. It's yeah. not as intricate. It's really eye catching. Yeah, um, but very much an honourable mention for um, Beaver Town's Lupaloid, which has, I think, redefined what a can can look like. I was going to give that one a shout-out. I mean, yeah. the, the pinkish-purple can with yeah. the green, green top. I mean, in this in, in a world where, you know, if we go back to the supermarket thing, if you're walking into supermarkets or into independent beer shops now, you're presented with a hell of a range yeah. now to choose from. And if you're new going into that environment, that, that can be quite a, a challenge, but... So you're going to be looking for those beers that stand out, and things like Beaver Town, Lupaloid, 
literally jumps off the shelf for you. Their entire core range, the Magic Rock beers as as well. Northern Monk to a certain extent are now you know their branding is very very simple. They're special. It's just That's changing the colours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean the Patrons Project with yeah. with the wrap off label now. I mean just using yeah. that space in a quite inventive way. Well, it's, it is the whole 360 degrees though, isn't it? Yeah. Unlike yeah. a bottle label. Um, it, it, I mean, Beaverton and Magic Rock would be what I would have said anyway. So yeah. I can't go much further than those two. But what I'd say is, you know, would say about the label, I'd still say that the kernel bottle still stands out because Simplicity. of the label. Yeah. Yeah. Just that brown label says the beer, says the percentage, and then you spend the next 20 minutes trying to find it on untapped. <laughs> yeah. because it's slightly different to the last yeah. time yeah absolutely <laughs> brilliant um, so what about next next category uh, we're going to look at is the Simon Johnson Award for the best beer twitterer um, I'm going to jump straight in with this one uh, first of all um, I'm maybe slightly controversial here um, I'm going for Rob Derbyshire from Hopzine who um, does weekly Periscopes that are that stream through Twitter yeah. are very very engaging. If if you get involved in one of them, he, he basically drinks a couple of the week's big releases, um, chats about them, and gets you chatting to him about what you're drinking as well. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that use of something else to, to stream into Twitter. No, that's a good that, shout. That you can use and, and you can access. So uh, that would be my shout on on that one. Okay, for, for me. Uh... I'm going to give a shout out to a previous prizes prize winner, Sparky Wright. He just makes me laugh with his tweets every now and again. And, and, and a lot of the time they're not connected to beer at all. They just make me laugh. <laughs> they're just random, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Carl Marshall at the Bearded One. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, good shout. Yeah, yeah I, I really like his um, range of tweets. He's, he's a brewer. He's in the industry. He um, tweets about his daily... <laughs> Um, life in a brewery. Uh, also, he's um, he's got an understanding of the business that he's in, and he wants to know more. And so he asks some quite pointed questions sometimes. Yeah. And he's got pictures of rabbits, and uh, <laughs> and surely we we all look for the uh, the uh, calendar photos yes, each month, yeah, don't yeah. we? That's a, that's a good shout. Yeah. I, I I didn't really think about that. I mean, the other one that I do want to mention. Because um, I think it deserves a mention because it's something that's just going from strength to strength. It's Craft Beer Hour, um, which just continues to be um, really, really engaging mm. every week. And it's great well, to see people get We can see the success from it because other people do other ones now at yeah. different times of the week, different times of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Tom's a lovely bloke. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to see that go from strength to strength as, as well. Um, so next up, best beer blog or website? I'll give a shout out here definitely for uh, Mark Johnson. I, I do like his posts. Agreed. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they can be very very cutting at times. He doesn't doesn't take no prisoners. Friend or foe alike will will come in for it if he's got an opinion about yeah. it. Um, and I like him for that. And um, having met him now at Indie Man this year, um, lovely chap as well. And who would forget the fish mosaic? Exactly. We all we've yeah. all got a picture of the fish yeah. mosaic because Mark Johnson told us to do it. Yeah, and, yeah, and everybody did it because yeah. he said you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a queue, like you see at King's Cross for people having their pictures taken. Yeah. Yeah. platform nine and three quarters. I think it's still my profile picture. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I'm going to uh, go for a less uh, kind of 
personal ranty thing. Well, personal ranty things. Um, Peter McCary's um, uh, incisive comments are pretty good, but I just like the um, general mix of information and investigation from Boken Bailey. Okay, that's a good chat. Yeah, it's um, it's nice. Sorry, <laughs> well, that's... words have gone again. Yeah, no, that's that... pigeons on the windowsill are really, that's cool. really yeah, I mean, staring they are me out. Literally, <laughs> we've, we've got pigeons looking at us that want to be involved in this podcast. Um, they do look quite angry yeah. as, as well. Um, I'm gonna, uh, yes, very much echo Mark Johnson. Uh, do enjoy reading his stuff, and like you say, he takes no prisoners. If if he's got a view on something, he's going to share it. Yeah, um, and he's not he's not going to be afraid of that. Um, but but for me, just because of the sheer to the point writing, and, and again, somebody that literally takes no prisoners, Pete McCary for me. Have uh, we mentioned it before? I don't think it's the first time. Oh, that's all right. Then. That, that well Pete's done, Pete. been mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> first um, time we've mentioned him today. Probably as <laughs> that that probably comes as no great surprise to Pete. <laughs> to, to be fair, the amount of times he's been mentioned recently. But for for me, I, I suppose what I look for in a blog is is something that that pulls me in straight away engages me throughout uh, most of all is is very quick and easy to read and does it does take those boxes Pete's writing does exactly that for me so yeah. um, congrats there to, to Pete for winning that one um, and of course these are virtual prizes there's there's nothing other other than the adulation of our <laughs> millions of listeners um, for, for these so the last one for this week um, and again it's another new category because I, I felt as though it was something in 2016 Beer podcasts have gone from strength to strength. Yeah. So we've, we've literally seen uh, the point at the beginning of the year where we were one of probably two or three people that were podcasting regularly, and we're now easily up into double figures in, in terms Definitely. of the amount of beer podcasts that there are. So I thought, as podcasters, we should recognise the, the great work that others do in, in, in this area. Um, so I'm going to come straight in with this one. Uh, I've loved a lot of people's stuff this year. Um, really enjoyed Michael Lally's podcasts when when he first started producing yep. them. Um, he had, he's got a really nice way of questioning and, and getting information out of people as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, uh, you know, and at the time, his long form interviews weren't really being done. He was the only person doing it. Yeah, so and I did enjoy it. Although he's lived in the UK for quite some time, it was still part of his journey him discovering yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed his interviewing yeah. technique um, and I also enjoyed massive shout out I, I know they're our friends to Wayne and Janice I, I do enjoy listening to the beer snobs um, talking about what's going on in Ireland and reviewing beers and obviously they've got a very natural chemistry there yes um, which which is unsurprising <laughs> um, but for me uh, and this will come as no surprise to anyone I'm going with Beer Nomicon on, on this because those those guys came out of nowhere um, yeah the first couple were a little bit raw um, but they've polished it very very quickly yeah. um, and their most recent show where they've, they've gone back in and done a second interview with Paul Jones from Cloudwater probably their best work to date um, uh, I've still got to listen to it. and the last one I listened to was the one where they did the big beer night challenge and that, yeah, that was hilarious. The fact that they got involved <laughs> in that, I mean, full credit to them. And it does mean I now want to try and Carlsberg Special Brew. <laughs> so you've, they've at least done something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for, for me, it's it, it's those guys. Um, what about you, mate? Uh, for me, um, I'll echo all the ones you said. Uh, Beer Nomicon's been great fun to listen to. Um, love listening to the Irish beer snobs. Um, you know, and like you say, it's the, it, a lot of it is the chemistry between them, the banter as well. 
Um, uh, you know, Wayne maybe getting told off a couple of times during each each episode. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy the most recent one, and I, I, I said this to Wayne as well. I was like, mate, you just sounded so bored for the whole episode. And, and he, he replied, and he was like, yeah, it was on the back of Man United getting beat. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. <laughs> and there's always a few good Jonas quotes in there as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Michael Lally, like I said, I really enjoyed the, the long form interview, and the people he was, he was speaking to in London was really interesting. Um, but for me, it's uh, Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Oh, good shout. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to them for quite some time now, and they've really uh, helped my beer bods experience, because often I'm not in a, on a Thursday. Um, so when I do get to listen to their beer blog, their, their beer podcast, is often when I'll have my beer as well. Yeah. So they, they will accompany my beer drinking on that one. And I do like the banter between the two of them, Stephen Rowland, and... Uh, Gary, when he steps in. Occasionally when Gary steps in as yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so they, I, I really enjoy those. And again, a bit like you were saying about Pete, they're generally 10, 11 minutes only, their yeah. podcasts, apart from a couple of times when um, Steve's been away and uh, Roland and Gary got carried away. With yeah. Them, I think they stretched out <laughs> to 20 minutes. So they're, 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 be my, they're my winner. Yeah, good shout, good shout. I only listen to one. <laughs> You're not allowed to say. <laughs> you can't. You can't come on our podcast and then say that we win the best podcast. podcast. Uh, okay then. Well, there's a barbecue podcast I listen to. That's that's well, it's beer podcast of the year. Uh, 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 no, I I have listened to the odd um, uh, Stephen Rowland. I haven't tried the uh, beer Nonicon, but I have enjoyed uh, Wayne and Janice when I listen to them as well. I um, don't listen to a lot of podcasts, um, so I kind of keep it to this one the barbecue one and then dipping out of a couple of others as yeah. it went. Cool. So that kind of wraps up part two of our golden points. Yeah. Um, Building to a finale in the story arc. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I assume many people will compare this wonderful piece of audible <laughs> art to <coughs> The Empire Strikes Back in, in terms of it's been a, bit, a little bit shit throughout but very oh, much. No, Empire Strikes Back is the best no, of the trilogy. I, I hate the Empire Strikes no, Back. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand anybody that says Empire Strikes Back oh, is amazing. No, Empire Strikes Back is the best. Of the I thing. really don't. Um, but yeah, so we are building towards the the, the final uh, part of the trilogy next week, where we will probably actually drink some beer as as well. Yeah, and, and maybe sound a little bit more human. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the bits that we'll be covering in in the final part of our golden pints will be uh, we'll be looking at best UK brewery, uh, best overseas brewery. Best new brewery of 2016, uh, best pub or bar, best tap room, uh, beer festival of the year, independent retailer of the year, and online retailer of the year. Schedule. So yeah, it's quite quite a lot in in that final episode. Um, but uh, that's coming next week. Yep. We'd love to hear people's views on uh, our golden points from this week and and the train beers as well. Um, just get in touch on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, let us know what what either your Golden pints are, or, or what your opinion is on the train beers. Um, who's got the prize this prize this week? Okay, well, um, the guy who helped us, who did all the organising with Gary, Miles Lambert, um, he took a, a, a couple of pictures yesterday which ended up on Instagram under the Cheers Guys hashtag, and one of them was at the Wylam Brewery while we were having an excellent tasting. Um, it's worth a look just because I look really grumpy, <laughs> which I would hasten to add I wasn't. I, I, I like to think that's my concentration face. I, I think grumpy isn't the right word. I, I genuinely feel like you're about to leap over the table and smack somebody. <laughs> it's like somebody has said the most offensive thing ever to you. I'm going to have a look at this. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, he gets the prizes prize. He also gets a, a blog shout out as well. Okay. Uh, for his uh, train beer uh, blog that he recently posted about his uh, his personal experience about it, which I'd recommend anyone to look at because it fairly much echoes uh, what my thinking is about train beers and wondering whether you know people are looking at it a little bit a little bit odd sometimes. Yeah. Um, same as I have done in the past when people might crack open a, a bottle of bud or something. Well, it's to be fair, I'd say we probably got a few looks from the table opposite us yesterday when we started cracking beers at half eight. In the yeah, morning. but I reckon the two guys you two swapped with are really glad they swapped. Oh, they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mostly because they had a lot of table space <laughs> where they swapped to. Um, okay, so as, as I say, next week we're going to do the last part of the Golden Pints uh, and a little bit of a wrap-up of, of the year because yeah. that'll be our last show before Christmas. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of beers on, on that show. We're going to be doing... Uh, the new Winter Owl from Fuller's. Yeah, Fuller's Winter Owl, which they've released. Um, uh, and I think we're going to do uh, one of their vintage owls as well. We are going to do uh, last year's vintage owl, yeah. So it's a vintage owl from 2015. It's That's a bit... snickering by Clayton in the background <laughs> means he's seen the picture. Yeah, <laughs> I've just found it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which is a bit of a tradition for, for the Beer O'Clock Show that we always uh, review uh, Fuller's Vintage. Yeah. For the end of year, so, so. Are we doing the 2015 or 2016? Uh, we'll, do, we'll do 2015, we'll do last year's so one. So we'll do last year's one. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how that's got on in the year. Um, Clayton, thanks for, for joining us on, for on, on this week's show. Um, until next week, we can't really chink coffee cups, can we? Yeah, of yeah, course we can. Not? Yeah, cheers. That's going to hurt some people's ears. <laughs> <laughs>